This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome into Bartholomew Town's continuing coverage of the impact of COVID-19 here in Rhode Island. I'm Bill Bartholomew. On today's episode, banking during the crisis with Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer of Navigant Credit Union, Lisa Dandino. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get right into the specifics of Navigant Credit Union's response to COVID-19. Um, I hear the ads playing still. I see the billboard signs. So you're still there. You're still uh, impacting the community. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely, Bill. Um, during these times, it's when Navigant, I think, gets to really um, show what we're made of and, and what our commitment has been to the community you know, since we began 105 years ago. Do you feel that, you know, as we move into, I guess, phase two, if you will, here in Rhode Island and and generally people start to kind of come out a little bit more, that some of the trends that have been developed or some of the patterns that people have established with respect to their banking in terms of mobile banking, um, just sort of a, a, the different approaches, do you think those are here for the long term? And, and how, do, how is Navigant playing into that if they are? So mobile and digital has always been a part of, of our strategy and the importance of banking, right? Um, you know, branches are very important to us, um, as well as all channels. So we are very much committed to a multi-channel delivery strategy. And what that means for our members is that however you want to bank with us, uh, we're going to provide those solutions for you. And we're going to be personal and we're going to be responsive and we're going to be convenient however you choose to bank with us. But to your specific question about mobile, um, you know, we've got a great uh, adoption of mobile in our membership base, I'd say about 60%. And so what COVID-19 has done for us is one, it's provided the opportunity for us to really educate. So we're here to serve you. Um, and, um, you know, you don't have to come in. Uh, we have all these mobile solutions available available for you. So this has been an opportunity for us to educate and to really assist folks in adopting that technology if they haven't already. And so there are so many people who want to do it and, you know, it's taking the time, you know, to get familiar with it, although it's quite simple and easy. Um, so now they've gotten over that hurdle and they've, they've talked to us, they've investigated, they're using it, and they're finding that it's really an, a nice, easy way to get your banking done. And um, that will only continue to to, um, evolve and grow as we move forward. So uh, mobile banking is definitely here to stay. Uh, there's lots of things you can do. You can deposit checks. You can check balances. Um, you know, uh, you can handle your card and your payments from your phone. Um, so it, it's just a terrific way to bank and um, you, you'll continue to see more and more folks use it. I had an incident a few weeks ago. Well, it's been actually now like a month and a half ago at this point where I went into a store and, and, um, another local Rhode Island banking institution, I have to admit. Uh, but I, I was using my debit card to make a purchase at a gas station. I was in gloves. I had my mask on and sanitized the debit card. And somehow my brain was just in freak out mode. And I left with the, and by the way, it was a Saturday afternoon. I left the debit card on, I guess, the counter, dropped it somewhere and ended up having, you know, fortunately access to my mobile banking so I could resolve it right then and there so it didn't become a complete meltdown on my end. I guess let's let's kind of pivot to broadly speaking, not only this crisis, but any crisis moment, maintaining banking routines. You know, I'm sure there's some people who went and withdrew piles of cash and so on and so forth and, and hunkered down. But by and large, 
personal bankers, businesses. How have your members been keeping up with the day-to-day banking routines that have they've established or if if they haven't been able to keep up, how has Navigant sort of been able to pivot your operation to tailor to this crisis moment and potentially future moments where things are uncertain? So our service model is really about taking care of our employees and our members and really providing personal service. So in in every day and in times of crisis, we are going to figure out what our members need from us and we are going to respond accordingly. So when you talk about normal banking routines, um, we thought it was really important to be out in front and communicate. And, and so we could set expectations. Uh, they could hear guidance from us as a trusted advisor and resource. And we able to maintain those banking routines. So they may have looked a little different, um, but nonetheless, whatever you needed to do, you were able to do it. And also, um, what we were able to do is really um, reduce anxiety. And, you know, you can still bank. And and here's how we can educate you about what's happening and really ease your fears. You always have access to your money. You need to come see us in the branch. We always continue to allow you to do that. Uh, we were one of the last to close our lobbies, and um, we continue to remain available by appointment only. Our drive throughs never um, close. You could always do transactions uh, through our drive throughs and, um, and, of course, all the mobile solutions. Um, the one thing we really did do is we knew – People would have lots of questions. And so our call center, our ability for you to call and talk to us and get the information that you need and the guidance that you need, we expanded our resources. You know, our call volume tripled um, during this time. We were prepared for it. And so we redeployed resources to be able to answer those calls, to be able to give the guidance, and to make sure that everyone could have access to what they needed. So there were some unusual behaviors at first. You know, people thought, you know, maybe businesses or banks weren't going to be available. That was never the case. Um, and, and we were very confident of that from the beginning. And so it was an opportunity for us to talk our members uh, through that and, and to rest assured that everything's safe. Um, your money is the most important thing to us and your financial well-being. And we're here to serve you and help you. And, um, you know, there was never a concern about that. And everybody we had a chance to talk to um, felt really good when they left. So as much as the times have allowed for a digital or mobile or what have you form of banking, do you sense that the the brick and mortar bank where you go in, you make your transaction, you get the lollipop, you walk out, That's do you sense that we are going to have brick and mortar banks going forward into the future? They're not going to become obsolete anytime soon, simply as a result of the need for human contact and, and, and although, yes, you can use the drive through and you can use mobile banking, there's still something reassuring about knowing that you can show up and see a banker at some point. So you're, you're right, Bill. Um, banks and branches are always going to be needed, right? Our strategy, as I said a little bit earlier, is, is multi-channel, right? So it's however you want to bank with us, we're going to be available to you to do that. Uh, we want to make it as easy and as responsive and as personal as, as possible. So we're all about building relationships. You will, we will always need a branch in the community. Um, you need a physical presence. People need to know that you're there. It's certainly been a recipe for success for us, and we will continue to do that. So the branch is a very important um, center or base of, of, our, of our existence. 
And so they will continue to be important. What you will see and you have seen even at Navigant is they may change a little bit. So it'll always look like Navigant Credit Union, but you might see less employees as more digital adoption occurs. You might um, we've definitely found the skill sets have changed, right? Employees are much more versatile. It can do many more things as a branch employee now. Um, lots of consultation and advice and guidance. Um, you might see some more technology as, as folks become more con- more um, comfortable with self-service. So you may see a little more technology in the branches, but they'll always be important. I, I like to refer to it as an evolution of the branch, right? It's always going to be there, but it, it's going to evolve and it's going to adapt as to what our members and the community needs from us. I wondered about just thinking out loud here. I mean, pens and the pen that's on the chain, you know what I mean? Is that something that's going to go away here in the post-COVID era? You know, a common object as Dr. McDonald of the Rhode Island Department of Health would refer to it as, is that something that's going to change where, you know, you take the pen, the navigant pen out of the dispensary and now that's yours. You, you walk out of the bank with that pen. That's your souvenir. Is that somewhere, is that out of line to think that's going to happen? That's interesting. Um, uh, well, the one thing that's happening now is there's certainly lots of cleaning supplies available, right? So I'm sure. <laughs> this protocol. So if you use something, we're gonna we're gonna sanitize it right after. We're gonna make sure it's clean for the next person that needs it. Um, a lot of things can be done digitally. Even there's some, you know, verification in the branch, um, you know, where you, with your with your palm. Um, so that we know that that's you. And um, so yeah, I, I definitely think there may be some different protocols as we move forward. But we've adapted nicely to the environment that we're in, and um, we certainly know how to sanitize and keep everybody safe and uh, limit the spread of germs, as we've learned with our COVID-19 response. Right. The most important thing is to keep everybody safe and healthy. And uh, we've been able to adapt and do that. Have you found that people, um, I should say members, and perhaps you have a general feel for the people of the state and the region, are buying major purchases, cars, homes, um, whatever it may be? Do you, or has that sort of come to um, more than just a slowdown, more than a predictable slowdown? Do you sense that there is still local investment in, again, big purchases? I do, Bill. Remember at the beginning of this, we saw the interest rate environment really uh, come go down, right? We oh, saw rec- unbelievable. Down. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was a catalyst, you know, for folks to do a lot of transactions. And then, you know, you saw a little bit of a, of a slowdown in the purchasing or a, a lot of a slowdown um, when everyone had to stay at home, right? Um, but the minute um, that, you know, we were probably doing – Let's take cars for an example. So we were probably doing um, at, at the at the peak of the stay at home. You know, we were probably doing a third of our of our auto lending business. Um, I will tell you, those levels are back to normal today. Um, so that was just a brief time where everyone had to pivot and adjust, and now um, we're seeing terrific volume in lending. We're seeing terrific volume in um, home purchasing and construction start to come come back. And um, again, with the rate environment, lots of activity on our residential. You know, we're a mortgage lender of choice in Rhode Island, and um, that is still the case. And so I think people are starting to get out now, and we've got terrific pipelines of, of, of loans to, to take care of. This is undoubtedly a public health crisis that we're in first and foremost, and that'll, that should drive the narrative, obviously. But it's also an economic crisis. And I guess how do 
community credit unions fit into navigating, no pun intended, a <laughs> an economic crisis versus a larger bank? Besides the the obvious that it's it's you know it's locally held, um, what else is it locally held dollars? What what else is there in terms of advantages for someone who may want to move out of a citizens and into a navigant? So, um, good question. Um, I just first like to say um, through this uh, through this crisis, I've seen terrific collaboration with our banking and credit union leaders throughout the state. Right, um, as as a as business leaders and as key stakeholders in the community, um, we care about Rhode Island and we've collaborated tremendously in working with the governor's office and Commerce Rhode Island to really determine how can we help the community, how can we facilitate some of these, um, uh, the PPP program. And um, so there's been great collaboration. So so what is the, the credit union, the Navigant difference? So um, for us, it's really, it's, it's all about our people, right? We, we feel strongly that it's the people and, and, and what I call Team Navigant and their passion to serve. And so if for personalized service, for flexible solutions, to be able to be responsive and to adapt to an individual situation, that's really what I like to call the Navigant difference. And, um, you know, I, for instance, on the Paytech protection uh, program, uh, we did tremendous volume and we were able to help so many people. And uh, what really came out of that was, you know, we were very responsive. We had all hands on deck at four o'clock in the morning as soon as those funds became available. And, um, and so we were able to help a lot of a lot of businesses. And beyond that, you know, of course, you know, there were folks that were way ahead of it, and there was a giant pipeline, and we worked really hard to help all those folks. We started to get inst- folks from other institutions who weren't getting timely answers. And, um, you know, we were able to call those folks back and have good conversations and, and to help them. And the most amazing part was uh, the, the what we were surprised by was how well received um, a small thing as returning a phone call was. That's just what we do every day, and so we were we were really um, we were really happy to be able to help so many people, and we were happy to be responsive. And I think that's that's gone a long way in in folks opening their eyes to what Navigant's all about. And you know, I think we'll see some some nice uh, future business come from that. That's interesting, and. I guess that you're you're naturally more nimble and you're more plugged into the local community that's that you serve um, than an international institution would be, even if there are branch branches that have that local pulse of their community. There's just you know your ability to return calls and forge those relationships in a time of crisis speaks volumes about what your brand means and what your operation is able to achieve here in in, in the community. No doubt about it. Um, all right, let's talk about you for a second here as we go out. You're on several, uh, you're on the, I'm, I'm reading right now, you're on, you're an advisor to the Pawtucket uh, Corps of the Salvation Army. Um, talk about your community work, I guess, personally, and how I'm sure that plays into the, the forging of those relationships. But I guess that also is probably just speaks to your own you know, who you are as a person. Let's get into that, I guess. That's a, that's a very rambling way to say that. Let's talk about you and what, what you love about the state and what you do here in Rhode Island. So I'm, I, I grew up in Pawtucket, um, uh, went, went to college at Bryant University, 
Um, I'm a typical Rhode Islander in that I was born here, I, I live here, I work here. So I'm very committed to the state of Rhode Island and I'm very committed to giving back. And so tie that to Navigant, um, you know, my values are very much aligned with the corporate values of Navigant Credit Union. And I think that's really important as an employee. And I think you'll find all of our employees, it's a shared value of, of commitment to the community. And so um, having said that, part of Navigant is that all of our leaders and all of our employees, we very much spend um, our time, talent, and treasure giving back to the community. So for me personally, um, you know, I do quite a few things. So I'm past president, uh, past treasurer, and um, current chair of the foundation committee for Smithfield Rotary. Um, I'm, uh, I work with the Little Sisters of the Poor in Pawtucket. I'm chair of their advisory council. And, um, you know, I'm involved in lots of industry things as well, you know, to stay plugged in and, and, and to continue to exert navigants leadership presence um, in, in, in the credit union industry. So Fair to say you love the state. I do. I do. Um, you know, we, we started this conversation um, about our COVID-19 response. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, I just want to emphasize that our commitment from the beginning is just the health and well-being of um, of our employees and and our members and our actions were um, quick and we felt it was important to communicate regularly and adapt and make decisions as um, as we needed to and I, and I think it served us well and um, you know I think there's a bumpy road ahead uh, for the state for sure um, but Rhode Island's resilient, and um, we're going to certainly do our part to keep the economy moving and to help as many people as we can. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. This was great. I'm going to go out on that that last line there. That's that's perfect. Um, anything else you want to add in that that I can splice in? Anything I overlooked, Chris? If you have anything that comes to mind. Well, just for fun. I mean, um, you know, you talk about trying to maintain. Um, business as usual um, during during a pandemic and there's still lots of good things happening and we were able to open uh, a new branch in the in Kent Hospital and welcome some you know almost 3,000 members to the Navigant family so um, opening as I like to say opening a branch in a hospital during a pandemic that's that's quite a feat and um, uh, so we're excited to welcome um, the new the Kent Hospital employees to Navigant Credit Union. And also we have a new branch opening in Warwick on Post Road on June 1st. So um, that'll be our 20th location and we're very excited uh, to serve uh, additional um, folks in the Warwick community. Fascinating. I feel like Northern Rhode Island is making moves right now. You know what I mean? The Valley Breeze, Navigant Credit Union. It's sort of you know, been a, I grew up in South County and I went to URI, then lived in Brooklyn for a decade. When I moved back, I was in Newport, now I'm in Providence, but I spend as much time as I can exploring the Northwest part of the state, you know, going out to the Moosa River Valley and hiking or whatever it is. And it's fascinating because there is a disconnect, unquestionable disconnect between the Blackstone River Valley and the rest of the state. But now all of a sudden, maybe the soccer club that's coming, maybe that's the future of the state right there. So we, we certainly started in Northern Rhode Island, um, but we're very proud to now um, serve all of Rhode Island. We have more than 105,000 members um, throughout Rhode Island, and um, we're just we're thrilled to be part of the state. This is 
the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Listen, subscribe, rate, review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your audio content, and head over to your favorite social media channel. Your search is Bartholomew Town.